The United States may have some big changes coming its way after being acquired today by a private equity firm. Hear what this could mean for the struggling nation's future, assuming it has one. From the Onion and Onion Public Radio, I'm Leslie Price, and this is The Topical. We've got just about all the news you can handle and then some, so stay with us. Some big news for the U.S. today. The small private equity firm Prospect Capital Partners has officially closed a deal on purchasing the United States of America, which, as we've reported, has been struggling financially in the last few months. The private equity firm purchased all 50 states, Washington, D.C., five major territories, and various minor islands in the acquisition for an undisclosed sum. But what does this mean for Americans like you and me? For more, I'm joined by OPR financial correspondent Marcy Hammond. Good morning, Marcy. Hi, Leslie. Marcy, can you tell us about the country's new owners and what we can expect from them? Prospect Capital Partners has investments in a broad array of industries. Their portfolio includes everything from discount furniture stores to niche lifestyle magazines, even funeral home chains and designer dog breeding services. Ah, yes. I've gotten several of my teacup Pomeranians from their property, Puppy Lux. But why add the United States of America to their portfolio? Well, since it was already swamped in 23 trillion, dollars worth of debt, experts say that PCP was able to pay pennies on the dollar for the nation, which has been renamed the United 50 Corporation. Here's what the new CEO of the country, Herbert Linderman, had to say about the acquisition. We see a lot of great potential in the country and its assets, water, real estate, energy, agriculture, etc. As the biggest player in our portfolio, United 50 is in an ideal position to capitalize on this dynamic. And I'm really excited to expand its reach. There'll be some small changes in focus and country reorganization, but for the most part, we're just going to let the brand continue to create great products while supporting it. Well, that sounds promising. What small changes have been implemented so far? Several. Linderman has made swift moves to eliminate many inefficiencies. For instance, congressional representatives per state, or teams as they're now called, have been pared down according to state GDP. After running the numbers, we felt this move was a necessary step. Texas by itself had 36 House representatives and dozens upon dozens of mayors. But we streamlined the corporate structure, and now they'll have two supervisors and an HR representative will be based out of United 50's L.A. office. And it wasn't just Texas that had inefficiencies. In fact, the United 50 C-suite identified positions in states all over the country that were found to be redundant. People in such positions were immediately removed from the country and escorted into the ocean by security. Huh. Well, I guess no one ever really needed two senators anyway. But Marcy, aren't some of these government positions essential to a functioning United States? I mean, United 50? Yes, and departments are scrambling to adjust and fill the holes, while some citizens are saying that quality has definitely gone down due to the chaos. However, Linderman says these stumbling blocks are nothing more than growing pains for the country. Contrary to what you've heard, local officials were not laid off. They were offered transfers to existing openings in other cities that were contract-based without benefits. We don't plan to cut our way to growth, but life is about constant change. The good news is, we're already seeing signs that we're well on our way to hitting our Q2 revenue goals. I want to thank those that we've sadly seen leave for their service to United 50, and the management team here promises that we will do everything we can to make the transition into their next chapter as easy as possible. Jeez, these are a lot of changes. Do they know it's a Friday? Oh, they always pull this shit right before the weekend. Hmm, that's unfortunate. Marcy, I wonder, what's the new leadership's goal in all this? I was wondering that myself. To figure that out, I spoke to John Pfeiffer, professor of economics at Harvard University, and an expert on private equity firms who gave me some insight into United 50's possible future. Private equity wants to see quick returns on investment. To do that, you cut costs and exploit resources to shore up earnings. Then the company either sells it at a profit, or if it fails to be competitive in its newly diminished form, they squeeze it into bankruptcy first. The investors keep the cash no matter what, though. 
Personally, I wouldn't be surprised if they offloaded the entire underperforming Midwest division, to be honest. Now, when asked to comment on the possibility of that, Linderman denied any such sale was an option. The Midwest is a strong asset with many natural resources and agricultural and manufacturing properties, and we definitely don't see ourselves letting go of such a commodity anytime soon. But we're also happy to hear out any bids that may come our way in the near future. But according to a source I spoke with inside the company country, United 50 might already be in talks to break up the Midwest and sell it in uh, Sorry, Marcy, I'm going to have to stop you right there. We've just received a memo from up top saying that we should stick to reporting on, uh, what does it say here? Uh, anything else? Okay, great. Back with something completely different right after this. Do you ever wonder how celebrities order food? Like, is Sarah Paulson a Diet Coke or a regular Coke girly? <laughs> Some peasant Coke? No. Or how does Sofia Vergara order a pizza? No, nothing. No tomatoes. I cannot eat tomatoes. tomatoes? Yes. Are you killed mushrooms? Not really. Okay. <laughs> if these are the details you need, and I know you do, I have the podcast for you. I'm Jesse Tyler Ferguson, and on my podcast, Dinners on Me, I take some notable friends of mine out to dinners in Los Angeles and New York City. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. That thing was delicious. Still got a lot of important news to get to before we end the show. Here's what else I'm allowed to tell you today. Amazon is implementing new social distancing rules that require all company executives to keep at least 6,000 feet away from any and all warehouse workers. The company hopes this will help mitigate the spread of COVID-19 from the warehouses to any of the executives that actually matter. And Amazon isn't the only company taking care of their employees. Walmart announced today they would not be giving essential workers any additional raises because doing so would mean they can no longer be heroes. Nice to see these companies stepping up and doing the right thing. And finally, amid all this uncertainty, more financial management experts are recommending Americans get one of those cool-ass snakeskin money clips. Those things are sick as fuck, but not for me, though. I've been using a gallon-sized freezer bag as my wallet since I was eight years old, and I don't plan on changing anytime soon. Sorry, financial experts. And that'll do it for The Topical today. I'm Leslie Price. If you enjoyed today's episode of The Topical, don't forget to like and subscribe wherever you get your podcast. The Topical is made possible by an incredible team of extraordinarily talented writers, reporters, producers, and editors, all of whom shouldn't need to ask for a raise for a while now that I've said all those nice things about them, and all of whom I'll see at work this weekend. Hey, this podcast doesn't make itself, all right? As always, thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week.